Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Championship Rounds podcast. My name is Jaime Gonzalez, and I will be your host for today. Got a couple of subjects I just wanted to touch base on. This is an introductory podcast. Just wanted to go with the flow, see how everything works. Uh, so I have a few different uh, subjects here. Number one being why the 170-pound division needs Stephen Thompson. Sounds a little weird, right? Why does it need somebody that's ranked number five that uh, nobody wants to fight, that hasn't fought in a few months here? And uh, one of the reasons is because it, you know, he gives a fresh look to Usman. He's fought everybody else in the top five, uh, aside from Thompson. And really, he's the only one that just brings something different. George kind of brought what Stephen Thompson had brought only difference is that steven thompson is uh let's say a better range fighter he beat george masvidal you know he he he's very good at keeping distance away from his opponents and especially when you have someone like usman who is a wrestler that wants to yeah he wants to use his jab and you know he'll fight you for a little bit but just like with khabib he's fighting you to you know get in close shoot the takedown control you with his wrestling if he can he'll ground and pound but really he's happy with dominating you the whole fight Easier said than done with uh, someone like Stephen Thompson, especially when you look at the George Masvidal fight. George Masvidal gave Usman a lot more than he thought than he could handle that day in terms of the wrestling defense. Usman was able to hold him, but he was unable to really take him down and keep him down. He did in once, once or twice. Yeah, I think twice. Uh, he was able to keep him down for a while, but it never lasted the whole round. And George, like I said, was always able to get back to his feet. Maybe with some more cardio, things might have been a little different, but I still think Usman beats him. Uh, He's going to beat him, I think, just the same in the rematch. But Steven Thompson, he's not just going to be rushing in looking for that quick KO. He's going to be patient, he's going to fight you long, and he's not going to let you come in. And just like with George Masvidal, he has an ability to fight the takedown better than most other strikers do and that's what helps him stay on the feet and fight to his strengths um aside from that if he does beat usman steven thompson just opens the door for the whole rest of the division everybody else well just about everybody else is a wrestler or uh you know a grappler to some extent they're good at jujitsu and they're all going to be looking to uh do what usman couldn't find right that's kind of grappler versus striker there if you're on the grappling side more you're going to try to find a way to take the fight to the ground against the striker. And just like I said with Steven Thompson, where he excels is he, with his range and his takedown defense, knows how to keep the fight standing. Also, you can't discount his patience, right? He's not rushing in there, allowing himself to get up close and having the other guy clinch him. He's not uh, He's not going to be doing that. So he definitely does open the door for a bunch of different fresh looks, uh, fresh matchups. I mean... He becomes a champion. People have to fight him. Nobody wanted to fight him. Everybody in the division was saying, I want a top five guy. I want a top five guy. Time and time again, even yeah, time and time again, uh, Stephen Thompson was the only one to say, hey, I'll fight. I want to fight. You want a top five guy here? Right. I'm right here ready to fight. And as soon as he would say that, all the rest of the guys would say, you know what? Forget number five. I want a top four guy. No one wants to fight the guy. 
There's a reason for that. Aside from Usman, I think he's one of the toughest uh, matchups stylistically in the division. So you get, you throw that belt on him, people have to fight him. Uh, now let's uh, let's move past that. Go on to our next uh, subject here. We have Gaslam and Whitaker fighting. That one's got me super excited. Seems like uh, your average uh, fight night card, right? You get two two pretty big names. They're going to fight each other. Very good fighters. Um, they to to the casual fan, they don't have the biggest name, which is why they're on the fight night card. But this is a, this is going to be a really good fight for people to watch. And let's just look at some of the things that are at stake here and some of the things that are leading up to this fight. Both men lost their uh, belts to Adesanya, right? They were both supposed to fight each other. This was the fight that never happened. Uh, Gastelum and uh, Whitaker were going to fight each other to unify the belts. Gastelum had the interim. Whitaker had the uh, undisputed. Well, I guess it was disputed because they hadn't fought, but didn't work out that way. So Adesanya ends up taking on Gaslam, beats him. Then he ends up finishing uh, Whitaker in the in their uh, title fight in order to become champion, the champion that he is today. So you, both of those guys, they're chomping at. They're both high level competition fighters. They are chomping at the bit to get a piece of Adesanya. They want to show well. Something different. Gasolum wants to show because he obviously is the one that brought Adesanya to his limits more so than anyone else in the UFC. Gasolum wants to show why he is that guy, the only one to be able to do that, and why he is the only one that's going to be able to stamp a finish on Adesanya. Now that you go over to Whitaker, Whitaker has a lot more to prove. Whitaker was the guy. Whitaker was... It is Bobby Knuckles, you know, that's the, you tune in, you watch Bobby Knuckles, you're, you're in for a good time. He's a solid fighter, great fight IQ. And he just got finished. He got demolished in that fight against Adesanya. Ever since that day, he, he's been extremely calm. You know, he doesn't want to give it away in the interviews and everything, but you can tell that's what's on his mind. Nothing else. He wants to get back in there. Against no one else, he'll take a fight against someone else to get his belt back. But what he really wants is to get in there again with Adesanya and prove that it was just a fluke. That you put them together nine times out of ten, that Whitaker will be the better fighter. That's the chip that's on his shoulder. And when both of these two fight each other, they're fighting each other for probably their last attempt at a title shot in that division for the UFC. Because it's hard enough to get Adesanya to give you a rematch. Look how hard he's been. I don't want to say ducking, but look how much he's been avoiding all rematches. It's just not something that he's open to. He thinks that once he beats someone like Usman, I guess, that he just has outclassed them to the point where there's no need to fight them again. So both of these two are fighting each other for pretty much... This is the last, the last effort they have to get to not only claim gold, but... You know, now that MMA and and the UFC is so popular, it's it's gaining mainstream popularity. It's their last chance at that. You know, what all fighters really want when you reach that championship level, the adoration of the fans. Not just for that, but it it helps validate what everything you've put into it. You know, all the hard work, all the years of training, all the 
punches, kicks, elbows, knees to the head, and the rest of the body. It makes all of that worth it. And this is their last opportunity to get that and to get it back against Adesanya. Gonna be an amazing fight. The last thing I want to talk about is Stipe versus Francis Ngannou and uh, the path to beating Francis Ngannou. Most of you, when I say that, are probably thinking, what do you mean the path to beating Francis Ngannou? That guy's a freaking beast. Did you see that guy? Yeah, I saw that guy. Now, keep in mind, when I say there's a path to beating him, it still has to be executed, right? There's technically a path to beating anybody and everybody, Sometimes that path is father time, but I think there's a legitimate path to beating Francis Ngannou. I think Stipe wins the rematch because of that. Now, Stipe even said it, and it was hinted at by the uh, the people calling the fight that night, is that he should have stuck to his game plan. You know, he came out and said, you know, his game plan was tag him up and, uh, you know, let let him gas out. Man, the guy fought for a round, and I want to say a round and a half or a little under a round and a half. And Francis Ngannou was gassed. He looked amazing, but he was gassed. Imagine if he had finished the whole second round, how he would have came out in the third. And keep in mind, that's how John Jones won a lot of his fights. Give him the first two, kind of like the Mayweather strategy. Give him the first two. Then when they gas themselves out, blowing their load. You take the, you know, the last three or, you know, you take the majority of the rounds away from them. Less rounds in MMA, so harder to get that done, but especially against a beast like Francis. But that was definitely the game plan. You could tell because, you know, it was harder in a small uh, octagon, but Stipe was dancing around, trying to find his range, trying to get comfortable in the first round. Rolled with a couple shots, took a couple shots, made it to the second. This is when he started to get, you know, tagged a little more, obviously not. The fight didn't last too long into the second. But once uh, once Stipe got hurt, he did a good job by throwing a, you know, throwing a solid punch. And what he should have done right after that is back up, get the space, and start playing that game of tag, right? Because up until then, he'd shown he can take that one punch. But taking a combo from Francis is dangerous business. So after that punch Stipe gave, he should have definitely backed up. I'm not saying he would have survived the whole rest of the round. Who knows? Francis is dangerous. But he should have played that game of tag a little bit better. And not, you know, it's that warrior spirit. You feel like you got him on that one counter. And it's your chance to put him away. You want to go for it. You want to step on their throat. Take it from them. You got to fight smarter, not harder. That's what he should have done. If he takes it to the third round... Then Francis starts to get gassed. You try the takedown again. A little different knowing that what knowing what uh, Francis is able to do now with his new and improved wrestling takedown defense and offense. But you stick to that game plan. Keep, him in, keep in mind that he, you know, you're going for a takedown. So now he's got a couple different things to think about. He's getting more tired. As he gets more tired, he's going to become less patient. This patient Ngannou we all saw would not have lasted to the fifth round. Why? Because as he gets tired, as he sees his game plan of being patient is not working, he's going to at some point result to what he knows and come forward charging. It, 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 it's it's going to happen. It, it happens with fatigue. You, you throw uh, common sense out the window with fatigue. Uh, so... Now, obviously, I touched on why he didn't, you know, why he should have stuck to the game plan. I'm going to touch on why it's easier said than done. And 
that's obvious to most of you. Why it's easier said than done is because Francis Ngannou is a beast. He doesn't even have to punch most of you. He just has to breathe on two-thirds of the population, and then you're knocked out for four or five days, you know? But Stipe has definitely shown with his defense and with his chin that he's able to take Francis's shots and bring him out past the first round, right? First one went the distance, second one went to the second round. Probably could have gone longer, but he got a little overconfident. But still, let's just say he knows how to take Francis out of the first round. That's the key. Easier said than done because look at everybody else. It's hard to take him out of that first round. Normally, Francis takes you out in the first round. So if you can, you just have to know how to fight smarter, not harder, make Francis respect you so he's not rushing in. But if you can get him past that first round, he's going to be gassed. He has not shown, he's shown wrestling defense, but he has not shown a gas tank. And that's my last point that I wanted to touch on was what Francis did and did not show. He showed poise and patience. He showed that he can stuff that takedown. Pretty simple takedown. It wasn't, you know, like, it wasn't like uh, when Jan caught Israel Adesanya and he just blasted him all the way through across the uh, octagon until he was able to take him down. It wasn't anything special. And uh, I think that's why it was a little easier for Francis to recognize and stuff it. And once that happened, you know, these game plans that everybody has, they're they're great. You know, they say everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Well, Stipe had a plan until his take, takedown got stuffed. I think he was planning to wrestle a little bit more to get to draw the fight out to the later rounds. And once uh, once the takedown got stuffed and let's just say reversed, it was almost as if Stipe gave his uh, his hardest punch didn't rock him or received uh, received a punch he didn't think was going to be all that and all of a sudden respected his power. Just completely reset his game plan and caught him in a mode where he was reacting instead of thinking and executing his game plan. That's why I think taking that part out, now he knows that Francis is a better wrestler. He's going to be able to think on a more calm level and execute his game plan better to draw the fight out. I'm not saying he's running from Francis, but he's using his skill set to draw the fight out to be able to work towards a finish or a decision to beat him. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening this long. This was just a test uh, podcast, see how things go. I'm going to be definitely playing around with a few things here. I uh, appreciate you all for listening, and I hope you all have a good night.